0: Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Liz. Happy 2024. Oh, is it happy? <laughs> you know, first of all, let's talk about something real quick. Last time we recorded, you had a little
1: tickle in your throat. Oh my god. And you said, "Oh, I'm getting a cold." And I had COVID. And, you and had I was COVID. and you and I were in this little space. And you never got it. I never got sick. Thank you, Jesus. I know. Several people. Your husband didn't get uh-uh. sick. Uh-uh.
0: No. Yeah. And you were fine after a few days. I Yeah, you I mean. You tested negative
1: pretty quickly. I did test negative pretty quickly after about, well, I think that perhaps, because we met on a, was it a Tuesday? Know, probably a Tuesday. I think I would have been positive that day.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course.
1: And maybe even the day before. Okay. Because I had a scratchy throat. Okay, And and so um, it would have been about eight days probably that I from when I would have tested Uh to when I, you know, tested again and I was negative. But yeah, and I wasn't that sick, but I had to miss everything in my life like I had to miss. I mean, not everything. But, did um, you miss
0: Christmas celebrations? No. And Christmas well, I or? did.
1: I did. I missed okay. one gathering, okay. uh, one family gathering, and um, and I missed all of my student showcases. Yeah. And all of our, the fun, you know, Christmas parties and different things that we had going on here. Yeah. So. And what about your homemade Christmas? How did that go? Were you able to go yeah. to that
0: gathering? How did no. That
1: well, <clears throat> then my sister got sick. Okay. She got COVID. Then her husband got COVID. So it took a lot of people out. So we ended up exchanging presents, not all together. Okay. Um, so people opened their presents without the other person there right. because of illness. And, and then my brother's girlfriend was diagnosed with COVID. And so it's just it was in a way a little bit of a, a shit show in terms of <laughs> everybody was sick and we really couldn't do how we wanted but
0: well and this time of year you know it's really hard to tell whether or not you have allergies or you have a cold or you have flu yeah covid and you know the good thing about covid is that you can test on your own at home yeah you know so if you and of course I love you know I have a family member that says just don't test that's why I haven't had covid because I don't test oh my god well
1: that's yeah, that's, that's probably not. i have had COVID. <laughs> that's probably not wise. Uh, I you know, know, because we. I don't want to spread it. Exactly. I don't want to spread it, which is why I want to test. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, which is why I stayed locked up in my house for eight days. Right. And I felt, I was so stressed out about you because yeah. you were going to Boise, and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to get it from me, and oh. No. Yeah,
0: no, I was <laughs> fine. I was fine. That's great. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that I'm glad you're
0: better. Yeah, there's me too. a lot of, uh, you're participating in Dry January. I and am. you saying that that's good. Yeah, we. that's been really good for John and I. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. it's oh, really been so good. So cool. Yeah. You know, I just want to throw out, we're going to talk a little bit about end of life decisions. Yeah. Um, we lost my mother in law two days after Christmas. And so I just kind of want to talk a little bit about what we need to be prepared for. You know, as we go forward, you've worked in hospice. This seems like a good opportunity to maybe give people some good practical information. absolutely, Um, absolutely. But I will say that every single year of my life that has ended in a four has been full of challenges and troubles and downright hell. Uh, I feel like Fours are absolutely. <laughs> that means this year. Don't put it out there. My husband says, don't put that out there in the universe. I said, I I can't, I haven't retroactively put anything in that universe. Oh my gosh. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. please, 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 universe, please be better to me yeah. this year. Well, last because year. I've already entered into this anxiety yeah. in a couple of weeks and that's not fair to anyone around me right. and it's certainly not fair to to
1: myself right right well yeah. i mean and maybe you know maybe there's some cyclical thing that you know it'll after so many years of fours the fifth Year of a four will break the the we'll curse. Like I <laughs> we'll break the right. curse.
0: Well, and how can it be? I mean, we've lost in the last year and a half. We've lost three cars. We've lost, yeah. You know, a washing machine. We've lost, we've had
1: so and much a puppy dog, a, and a puppy dog, and a mother and a mother in law, and, I mean, and some friends. And twenty twenty three yeah. sucks. Yeah, it did. You know, it really big sucked. ass time. Big ass
0: time. Mm. And there's been a lot of really hard stuff that both of us went through in yeah. the past year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that
1: 2023 was the bad year. Me too. And Me too. That's what I. Th- I'm, I'm right there with you, Liz. <laughs> you know. You yeah. know may, I, I'm uh,
0: right there with you. May May May. 2023 be the year of Job, and 2024 be the year of yeah. restoration. Yeah, of
1: hallelujah, or whatever the Jubilee jubilee of uh, the year. Yeah, <laughs> jubilee. Jubilee, whatever that is. Oh
0: gosh. I know. And so mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much you have. Um, how, how much involvement you have with families when you're involved with hospice. I, of course you do because they're yeah. sitting right there. Sometimes a hospice patient I know is even, you're know, the only one with them because yes. the family has to go out and get, um, you know, a bite to eat. Yeah. Or sometimes the family just doesn't want to be there. Yeah,
1: they just need a little break.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I, you know, in, in in terms of being a, a hospice volunteer, um, I haven't been doing it for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, and and as a volunteer, there are very, very strict boundaries about what we can do and say and talk about and of all of that stuff. Of um, so um, I don't know in terms of that, in terms of like what we should do to be prepared, like preparing our wills and those kinds of things. In those kinds of issues with hospice i don't really interact they don't really cross over like that what does cross over for me is um you know what the individual person's wishes are in terms of you know not everybody has the same faith orientation and so as a hospice volunteer it's my job to be um sensitive and open to the wishes of the the patient, and so right. um, I, during the pandemic, I took a class on interfaith, um, learning about the different, you know, faith faith traditions, faith traditions yeah. on this planet, and there's a zillion of them, and in terms of working with hospice patients, so if a Buddhist is ill and terminally ill, I would know as the volunteer. You know how how to talk with that person and have be sensitive to what their beliefs are, putting mine aside. Exactly. You know, and mm-hmm. and I would say, I mean, probably all faiths do this at you know at some level of well, mine is the right way. So getting just getting rid of that altogether. Right. In a hospice environment, you know, it, even if. Say I have very strong beliefs about something, and the person who's terminally ill doesn't share my beliefs. It's not my job to to try to, to, win, to, them try to win them over <laughs> to my belief system. Of course. So that that in those terms, that's what I deal with in a hospice environment, which has taught me a lot of um, humility and. Just I've learned about other people, and it's actually been a really beautiful thing for me to 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 do that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's other things that I think, in terms of if you're a, a healthy adult, and you're at a certain age, you gotta be thinking about some stuff. And I know for me personally, you know, my husband and I have attempted. To put some things together and you know kind of get your, get your certain affairs in order and we have not especially as a business <coughs> owner, there's ah, so many things that you should be thinking. Absolutely. about. Absolutely, yeah. and and I and I will be the first to admit that I suck. Well, at, and at, I'm, at making these kind of preparations, right? And we also, you know, we have no debt.
0: Uh, So we kind of just kind of flit about and are like, oh, well, we don't have a lot to worry about. But you know what? We do have a lot to worry about. So here's some of the things that I have learned in this process. My mother-in-law was um, not wealthy, although she came from a very um, kind of wealthy or upper you know, upper mm. echelon kind of family. She, her great grandfather had a had a naval ship named after him. Um, her first cousin, Bruce McCandless, was in the. Um, a control room when the astronauts landed on the moon. Oh, how you cool can is that? hear his voice in wow. so many of the recordings. He did the good morning. That's her her first her cousin. First cousin, Bruce Ooh, Liz. Yeah. That's neat. And she said, you know, she was so funny because she said that you know she got pregnant very young, sure. not married, with the baby on board. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, you know, she said her grandfather, who was this, you know, naval. You know, do everything right. He was a commodore in Mm -hmm. the navy. He had this ship named after him. And his response was, "Why can't you be more like your cousin Bruce?" (laughs) And she's like, "What? Who's gonna be like my cousin Bruce? He's an astronaut, for goodness' sake! Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. his son was also an astronaut. His grandson was an is is an astronaut. They're all, you know, very, very, very smart. Very. They've contributed so much. His son created the. um, I mean. You guys can Google this and look up all the facts, but um, the the pack that allows astronauts to be tetherless, oh, um, you know, like the MTV guy that kind of yeah yeah, them, yeah that was created by um, Bruce the II, and wow. so there's and Scott McCandless is a is an astronaut and it's just kind of phenomenal, right? This family tree, yeah. Um, his other grandfather. On the um, his grandfather was a musician who played in the theater. I mean the um, movie system, okay. and so all of the early musicals in the thirties and forties and fifties, he was playing oh, wow. uh, on the soundtrack. And they had a lot of live musicians back in those days for films. Okay, and so he did a lot of those. And um, my husband's grandmother was a dancer in one of those early movies, and they met wow. on set. And they got married and the other day we were going through stuff and we found this letter written by him while he was out on a movie set. And he just said, we haven't spent any time. We're just sitting here on the set with nothing to do. We haven't even spent time with the songs yet. And I just love you so much. And I miss you so much, my darling. Do you love me? Do you love me? Please tell me the truth. Do you love me? And it's just so, you know, so... Dramatic yeah, and yeah, yeah, so beautiful. I love that. And um, he, he, my husband's grandfather, uh, the musician, uh, was killed in a car accident in Reseda, California, back in the um, probably, probably 1960, maybe 1959, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. And then uh, his wife. Remarried a man that lived up here in the mountains, not oh. too far from here. Okay. And then moved the family to the mountains. Okay. And so they went from this very, my poor mother in law, when she was only 16 years old, was taken from the life that she knew mm-hmm. in Southern California, this very sophisticated life, right? Right. right. Up to the mountains and to, her, the, hillbilly to the hillbilly land. To the hillbilly land. And her grandparents were so attached to their daughter, her mother, mm-hmm. that they moved up there as well. So the whole family kind of relocated to the, to the mountains. And then when my mother-in-law got pregnant, uh, her mother also got pregnant. And so they were both having babies at the same There's time. There's a lot of something,
1: something going on <laughs> in those mountains. <laughs> and
0: it was, so it's, the story is fascinating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the family tree is fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, sounds like and it. And my mother-in-law was married many times, and she was an artist, and she had three sons. Her second um, actually died when he was just a few days old from a heart defect. Mm-hmm. So my husband and his brother, are ten years apart, and it was just—it's just a fascinating mm-hmm. life, really fascinating. And so one of these days I'd love to maybe write some more, write a story, or maybe create a play. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, it's fascinating. Okay. But the interesting thing is, is we were just talking the other day about how my mother-in-law and my father-in-law met, and apparently, as the story goes, Uh, They were both at Fresno City College, freshmen, i think freshmen at Fresno City College. And uh, my father-in-law and his buddies saw this cute girl sitting over there in the library, and they flipped a coin to see who would go talk to her. Oh my god. (laughs) And my father-in-law won the toss. Nice. Yeah. And so, you know, when you think about the fact that my husband and our children are here because of a coin toss. I mean, hmm. isn't that just, it's just fascinating. Well, but is it more than that?
1: Is well, it more <laughs> than... <laughs> I mean,
0: some would say God, some would I, say I, I the know. universe, is, some would say... Is it, I don't is know. Is it just a, toinkos, a, toink, a coin, coin toss? Coin toss, yeah, is it? Um, um, but but let me tell you a little bit about what we've learned here in the end. My mother-in-law was very, she'd been a widow now for about 20 years from her last husband and so she lived on a on a piece of property up in the mountains and it didn't belong to her it belonged to his family so that's nothing for us to concern ourselves with sure and so knowing she didn't have anything to leave her sons she took out a a couple of very small life insurance policies which is great right okay great very small yeah but Mm -hmm. i think that she believed that those policies would Take care of things, you know. Mm-hmm. As when she passed, mm-hmm. but here's what happens: is that she also had two or three um, other po- life insurance policies, and I'm, I'm putting those in scare quotes, okay? Because they are accidental death and dismemberment policies. One of which was a million dollars.
1: So if you accidentally got run over by a train yeah in or a whatever car accident then, in it. yeah uh-oh, okay okay then those would pay out
0: that's not how she passed you know she died no. with colon cancer and please please get your colonoscopies I yeah, know it's, yeah absolutely I, I know it, they can be scary but please get them so um, that's how she died and it was very fast actually she she got the flu I put again in scare quotes because that's what she thought it was back in April. Um, I think she was diagnosed, um, you know, a month later, had surgery. The, they had found that it had spread. And she was only in full-time hospice for 12 days. Okay. So it all went very fast. We did an art show exhibit mm-hmm. here, which I think I've talked and about. And she
1: sold a bunch and of her work. a bunch of her work, which yeah. is yeah.
0: So not a single one of those accidental death and dismemberment policies paid off. And one of the things she had... She had lamented before she passed, is that she had wished that she could have paid ahead of time for her cremation. Mm -hmm. But you know, had she not been paying for those accidental death and dismemberment policies, you know, four or five thousand dollars over the last few days, a few years, right? That money could have gone towards the. So. It, you know, there's a part of me that's like, you know what, insurance people are just toxic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> How dare they take advantage of an older woman and somehow convince her that she needs to give them four or $5,000 over the course of several years? How dare they? One accidental death and dismemberment policy, I can understand. She lived in right, the mountains. Right. There could have been anything that could have happened sure. to a single woman living in the mountains. Sure. But to have three. She had three? Yeah. One for
1: each child.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I okay. don't even know. Okay. But, but none of them are good, you know. So. Not, not one penny? Oh, well, no. Not one penny because her death wasn't accidental. <sighs> so not one penny. Now, she does have, like I said, these very tiny life insurance policies that are going to go to pay off, you know, all of the expenses. Sure. The other thing to consider is your um, checking account. Mm-hmm. So her checking account is very small. She just lived paycheck to paycheck, which was Social Security, you know, just like a lot of our yeah. elderly yeah, 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 um, But she had no other name on her account, so there was no, you know, pay you know that like none of her sons n- there, could was sign no on it. there was no there beneficiary there was no or there's mm-hmm. no additional signer I see right okay so does that mean it has to go into the into probate basically. so what happens is that social security the 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 crematorium mm-hmm. the funeral home notifies social security that this person is gone that's part of what they do okay they um, print out a life, the, death. the death certificate, mm-hmm. which, by the way, costs twenty four dollars a piece, and many life insurance policies and and checking accounts and all that need copies. So or, or need them. So we have purchased eight copies of her death certificate wow. Wow. which is at $24 a piece is nearly $200 so we've made sure that we've done that so that her sons both yeah. have yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of copies and her sister has a you know a couple of copies as well as any of the life insurance policies sure sure so these are all these trickle down fees and of course the the crematorium itself is about $1,900 and then you add on top of that all the other expenses and we're up 21 22 2300 which we have had to pay for out of pocket um,
1: at this point. And maybe you'll get reimbursed by— Well, the, when the life insurance yeah. money comes yeah. in,
0: I think his brother will help as well. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But it's a lot of concern and worry and expense up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're lucky that we're in a position where we can afford to do that, of course. Sure. But this is why you see so many car washes and you see yeah. so many GoFundMes. Uh-huh. Pay, help us pay
1: for funeral of expenses. Of course. You know what you're making me think of is um, knowing, having a, a central place in your home where bank account passwords and things are. Right. And having some kind of log of all of the all of the subscriptions right. and all of the different thises and that's that you're subscribed to and requires a password, because I'm telling you what I have talked to families. Yeah, I have heard that. Yes, that you know we don't have the password and we can't get into the bank account and right. blah 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 and and so that I would say is a, a critical thing.
0: It's absolutely critical. So that is one thing that she did is that she did write down all these passwords in a book, and she good. had and she kept track of them. So that's good because she was afraid she would forget. Yeah. So of yeah, course I'm afraid she, I will forget exactly. So she kept track of all those, and mm-hmm. she and she told her sister and her son where this book was, mm-hmm. and they were able to get their hands on that. Okay. So that's great. Although some of the passwords were. Had been changed and she hadn't written them, written them down, and there were several subscriptions mm-hmm. to you know little pennies you know five dollars yeah, yeah, here yeah. six dollars there whatever
1: yeah
0: um, there were automatic <clears throat> payments that were going towards her gas because she lived up in the mountains so there was propane and there's electricity and all sure, that kind of sure stuff. Um, but when the crematorium uh, told Social Security that she had passed. The Social Security Administration, um, because they were making auto-automatic deposits into her checking account, informed her bank I see. that she had passed. And because the bank had no, again, there's not much money. I mean, we're talking a couple hundred dollars maybe. Okay. So it's not like it's a lot of money. Nobody's concerned about money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the good. concern is, is just making sure that she's not hacked by somebody else or that um, subscriptions, rogue subscriptions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, are are told that this woman has passed.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: my husband and his brother were watching her account to make sure as as automatic payments came out that they could then go. Oh, there's an automatic payment to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's mm-hmm, an automatic mm-hmm. payment yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. We should let them know. So they were monitoring her checking account, and then the bank after just a couple of days. Um, Locked it. Okay. And so they can't, they can no longer monitor it. Um, According to California law, 45 days after her death, they can go in to the bank and request, as the next of kin, that her funds be released to them. Okay. Now, we'll know in 45 days whether or not my husband's brother needs to be there for that. Okay. Which he lives. On the opposite coast, so, um, or whether or not a phone call will suffice, or whether or not my husband will be enough, because he's local. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. But uh, the other concern was is that she had she was an artist, and she had so many she had sewing machines and and paints and and threads and. And undone projects, and God bless her sister, this little sister that was born about the same time as my husband. Um, God bless her and her husband because they came over with trailers and they just pulled, you know, got out all the junk from her home, mm-hmm. the stuff that was not salvageable. So, are you home. guys
1: done with all that? It's, like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, okay. her place is completely now, empty. Well, that, but that place isn't hers, so you guys. No.
0: It's not hers. It belongs so, to So they'll sell it and they'll,
1: they'll, yeah. they'll handle whatever yeah. they're yeah. going to do with the property right. and the house. And okay. And
0: that doesn't affect us in any way. It doesn't benefit us in any way. Sure. But, you know, and I suppose we could have walked away and just left it and said, you know, see ya. But um, her sister um, could benefit from a lot of the stuff by mm-hmm. she can mm-hmm. sell it. Sure. You know, she lives up there in the mountains. She's not mm-hmm. wealthy. So she could certainly sell a lot of it, and we are fine with that. Absolutely, that is of no concern to us. But gosh, by the time everything came out of all the cupboards and all the bedrooms and all the, Mm -hmm. you know, it was three feet high in this double-wide mobile home, three-bedroom, two-bath mobile home that she lived in. The all the stuff was three feet high. That's a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff. Well, makes you want to. I mean... It makes you want to purge.
1: Yeah, my sister and I talk about this a lot, about, you know, the generation of our children don't want our stuff. Like, they don't... Like, you know, I've saved all of my kids' homework papers. Not all, but my kids' homework papers and art projects and, you know, reports that they wrote. And I've got piles, and so do you, I'm sure, of photographs and just piles of that stuff. And my, the kids don't want it. And so why am I hanging on to things? It's, I'm hanging on to them for me. And so I have tried to reduce some of those things down to like a box each of one box for Carter, one box for Zach, you know, and, and I, I need to, I need to do more, but even just books and knickknacks and Exactly. Just all, all the things that at a point, it's just stuff that's collecting. I mean, some of it's sentimental. But it's
0: sentimental to you. Yeah. So once you're gone, will you know, it be sentimental yeah, and, to
1: any family right. member? And so then telling telling your family, hey, you know, if there is a... I, my mom did a thing, this was years ago. She and this was before she was having the struggles that she's having now. Um I'm not even sure if I was together with John yet at the time. That's how long ago it was, you know? And she's like, okay, we're doing our our trust. What do you guys want in the house? You know, like, I don't, after I die, I don't want anyone fighting over any stuff, you know, kind of a thing. Um, So, yeah, like... I guess for me the good news is I don't really have any stuff that I think anybody would be fighting over so well and <laughs> you, know. you
0: know my mother-in-law she she was great she gave you know she gave one of our sons a 100 year old man I think it's called a mandolin. It's a it's a cross between a banjo and a mandolin, uh-huh. and it was handcrafted a hundred years ago wow. that's, for her dad. That's cool. And that's very cool. Um, there was a ukulele and a guitar, and mm-hmm. you know there was some musical equipment that. Uh, you know, she was able to give to the people that she wanted to give them that's to. That's good. Um, there were some dishes that she gave to me and some dishes that she wanted her niece to have and there were, and there's an old, beautiful, beautiful gas stove. Oh, nice. Or old-fashioned, it's not even gas, it's actually Like a wood-burning? A wood-burning oh, stove cool. that's been painted and is beautiful. It's nice. It's beautiful. Nice. And it's one of those things that, gosh, you could have it as a centerpiece in, in any home mm-hmm. that her niece, you know, she wants her niece to have that because it belonged to her mother right. or, or grandmother. <laughs> and it, So she made some very wise decisions. But as far as the very practical stuff, she did not—there um, was a lot of stuff that wasn't practical. So we're, we're not going to make this too terribly long today, but I do— want to well, just kind of pass on. Yeah. And you know, about 5 years ago, 6 years ago, I went through all my little love letters and love notes mm-hmm. that I had from former
1: boyfriends and stuff like Ew.
0: that. <laughs> and you know what I did? I threw them all away because
1: they were my memories. Yeah. My children don't
0: care. Yeah, about... and, and
1: do my do I want my kids to see what I may have written or said to some other man? <laughs> I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and I I have a brother who's like, I want my children to know that their dad was, you know, in love with this woman or that woman or that woman was in love with them. And I'm like, you know what? If my kids haven't taken the opportunity to get to know me in the 61 years I've been here so far and, you know, don't care about knowing all that stuff, then they're they're not going to care about knowing it after I'm gone. Right. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like right. my memories are my memories. Right.
1: Well, and after you're gone, are you going to even have those I mean, when we're floating around up there or down or wherever we are, yeah. <laughs> are we going to be worried about, you know, our memories? I don't
0: I don't think we will. I don't either. I, just I don't, don't think either. We Liz. Will.
1: I don't either. And
0: so, I just really encourage you to look at the laws in your state. Understand what's mm-hmm. going to happen with your, you know, checking account, your a debt. Which here in California, debt's not a concern. We, you know, that your your children yeah. aren't responsible for your debts. Right. But I think that that's different in other states. It may be. It may yeah, be. It, it may be. So these are just things to talk to your families about. The other thing, Deb, let me just throw this out. Yeah. Because my mother in law has been married multiple times. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a trail to prove that my husband is her son. There needs to be a paper trail. Really? So, she had one name when he was born on his birth certificate. She has a totally different name now. Uh Now, how did she get from A to B? Well. It wasn't just A to B, it was A to B, B to C, C to D, D to
1: E. Okay, that's
0: interesting. Interesting. So you have to have this paper trail that shows how, you know, no, James. You, you went from your maiden name to your first husband's, to your first husband's name husband's and then name, and then to your second uh-huh. husband's name, and then to your third yeah, husband's name. I I name. get it. And it wasn't your maiden name that married the third husband, it was your second husband's name that married the third husband. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do. Right. So it's very important that there's a paper trail that proves uh-huh. that my husband, who was, you know, birthed by Jane Smith, let's say, and now she goes by, you know, Jane J- Debbie Allen. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's just like how did she get from Jane Smith to Debbie Allen? Mm-hmm. How did that go? And right. so you have to have all of that paper trail. And so That's it's r- that's very interesting. It's fascinating. And so if you don't yet have in your possession your, I mean, you've been divorced, I've been divorced. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those those official divorce Doc- documents. documents, and the official, not just the pretty framed yeah, yeah. marriage certificate that hangs on your wall, yeah. but the legal official marriage certificate...
1: Um, and, and where can be do people get those at the courthouse at the Hall of Records? At the Hall of Records in their county. In their county, so they can just make a request at the county. <clears throat> I need to actually do that with yeah. my birth certificate so that I can go get a real ID. Exactly. You know, and exactly. that's that's on my list of thirty two thousand things that I need to accomplish this year. Exactly. Because I don't have a copy of. I only have like a. Well, someone who works here used to work at the DMV, and she looked at it and she said, "Nope." You need blah blah. You need something else. So right.
0: yeah, and mine, my original birth certificate was um, was was printed on a, in a on a kind of paper that degraded. Over, it turned black over oh. the years. You know, just degraded yeah. and the color it was barely legible. So, okay, so I had to request a new birth certificate probably about probably about three years ago, because you could just no longer make out what was on mine. So we had to go back to the county
1: where I was born yeah. and request a new one. Yeah. Well, all these things are, are important. I mean, I think it's hard enough just to, you know, do the things we need to do on a daily basis to take care of ourselves. And then it's like you think, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. Oh, I'll do that later. I mean, I'm talking about me. Like I've got so much. It's like. I know I I mean even that just going to get my birth certificate I that's been on my to-do list for like 2 years right. why can't I get my ass down there to do that right. why do I put it off <laughs> You know, it's just... Well,
0: and I did not go to the county where I was born to get my birth certificate. I, I, I you know, so I, it's not like I had to physically go to this other city and this... Right. You know. Yeah, I just
1: would have to go drive my car a few miles yes, downtown. Because you, you were born right here. <laughs> I was. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's madness. But, you know, it is it is super... and
0: ins- saves, you know, your children mm-hmm. and or, I mean, if you yeah. pass before your husband... They are all going to have to pay for your cremation and/or your burial, right. or right. your, you know, and so it's any it's going to be anywhere from eighteen hundred dollars to four or five thousand dollars, depending on yeah. you know what you choose.
1: I was going to say that as a as a thing to accomplish in this new year, as a positive thing yeah. to accomplish in this new year, you know, I'm I'll take the challenge to at least go get my birth certificate, right. you know, um, and to start making those steps to taking care of all that stuff it's incredibly
0: loving because in the end mm-hmm. they want to remember they want to remember you for you they don't want to they don't want to spend time Calling, you know, on your the, bank, your bank, and trying that's, to
1: get your password and all of that. They don't want to do that.
0: They yeah. just want to just yeah. That's you a, know, that's, you that's a really good
1: do. point. It is a very loving a thing loving to thing. do. That's yeah. I really think that's a great place to end. I that's yeah. really true, Liz. So, yeah. all right, well, happy New Year, everybody. We're back, and um, we have hope that this year is going to be the 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 it's going to break the cycle of fours yeah. <laughs> and. Um, So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Happy New Year. Bye.